Hey, I'm Slim, and I'm white. And I'm smooth, and I'm black. And we're the host of Ask a Black Guy, a podcast bridging the racial divide by exploring the thoughts that everybody has, but nobody's got the balls to say. Ask a Black Guy is sponsored by Stateside Vodka, the fastest growing craft spirit in Pennsylvania. I'm telling you right now, Stateside Vodka is the bee's knees. It's by far the best vodka I've ever had, and it's the only vodka I order anymore. Which is easy to do because now it's sold in countless bars and distributors across Pennsylvania, Delaware, New Jersey, Maryland, New Hampshire, and D.C. Now you might be asking yourself, why do you like Stateside Vodka so much, Slim? The answer's simple. It's delicious. It's distilled seven times and blended perfectly with a mineral composition from the same spectrum of electrolytes found in Gatorade. It actively hydrates you. Best of all, it's local. Stateside Vodka is headquartered right here in Old Kensington, Philadelphia. In normal times, not the end of days pandemic nonsense we live in now, they have an excellent bar, restaurant, and offer weekly tours of their distillery at 1700 North Hancock Street. Go check them out, leave a Google review, and let them know AABG sent you. If you want it delivered, they bring it right to your doorstep. You heard right, delivered to your house. All you have to do is order online at statesidevodka.com, request delivery, and as an AABG listener, enter promo code AABG10 at checkout to get 10% off your order of one liter bottles. Delivery and a discount. You're welcome. Make your order today at statesidevodka.com and use promo code AABG10 at checkout and get 10% off your order of one liter bottles. Ask a Black Guy is brought to you by Audible.com. Do you ever find yourself not reading because you just never have enough time? Do you ever see a book you want to read but don't want to buy it because you know you'll never sit down and read it? If you answered yes, then you're exactly like Smooth and I, along with millions of other Audible.com members. We have multiple jobs, kids, and sometimes I can't even find the time to eat during the day, let alone read a book. We get our reading on with Audible.com. I love Audible.com because it offers the gift of found time to read again. I get to listen to all the books I never have the time to read while I'm doing chores around the house, working out, or driving. Where do you think I dig up all those awesome stories about aliens and UFOs? Audible.com, that's where... Just for being an AABG listener, you can now experience Audible.com in all its glory, free for 30 days. This is an epic deal. Simply visit audibletrial.com slash askablackguy. That's audibletrial.com slash askablackguy and sign up. What do I get, you ask? You get 30 days of access to Audible's entire catalog of audiobooks, news, podcasts, guided wellness, and Audible originals you can't find anywhere else. You also get one free credit, good for any title, two if you're already a Prime member, and it's yours to keep. You'll receive a courtesy email before the trial expires. There's no gotcha trigger going on. If you want to opt out, just do it. But you won't, because you'll get hooked, just like I did, and your found time to binge the books you want to listen to is priceless. Don't waste this opportunity. Experience the joy of Audible now. Visit audibletrial.com slash askablackguy or hit the link on our website at askablackguy.com start your free trial download the audible app to your device and start listening today
And we're back. And Smooth's phone just rang. Yeah. Right as I hit the record button. That wasn't my fault. It was on vibrate. <laughs> it was FaceTime too because it popped up on my goddamn I, did, I just saw that. It popped up on the screen. <laughs> it's my sister. <laughs> family is family. No, go ahead, dude. You know what's important? Why don't we say hi to her? Go ahead. Answer? Yeah. Family's no, important, bro. Uh, she already hung up. Never mind. Yeah, well, fuck it. It's not important. <laughs> She'd probably call me back if it was. What's going on, man? Nothing, man. Uh, it's been a long fucking two weeks. Well, I'm excited about today's show. Uh, right. You know, I'm big into finances, big into investing. Right. I don't got a lot of cash to play with, but I but I do play with it. And right. um, we got a guest today. That's, yes. So He's, he's going to make me rich. That's what I hear. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> boys and girls, all listeners around the world, let me introduce you to a good friend of mine. Uh, his name is Mike. And Mike and I go way back. What, like 10 years now? It's about 10 years. Yeah, about a decade. So I Welcome, met Mike, Mike through uh, one of my cousins. And the way me and Mike became cool, uh, well, we weren't cool at first. I didn't really like him because... Uh, used to kick my ass in poker. Like, every fucking Friday night, we used to play <laughs> poker. And this motherfucker would always kick my ass. I had, like, a pair of kings. I go in, all in. He have a fucking pair of aces or a fucking three of a kind. I can never beat this guy. That's not surprising at all. Well, that's that's a sign of a good financial professional. Yeah, well, what <laughs> playing poker, you know. So that's true. He, he was kick, kicking <laughs> my investment. ass in poker. Really? He gave me my poker nickname. I'll let him. I'll let him. You know, go into all that shit like that. But this is my boy. He runs his. Uh, he has a podcast also called uh, What We Don't Know, and it's a financial podcast. But I'm not gonna get into. It. I'm gonna let um, Mike come in and say hi to everybody and do his thing. What's good, everybody? It's great to be here. On you know, ask a, a black guy podcast. You know, it's slim and smooth. Uh, you know, it's, it's been some time. We talked about this for about you know a couple months now, but I, yeah. I'm happy to be here. Well, Thanks for coming. We had man. to get the logistics together, trying to get the timing down. Dude, getting know? three people together in the same room now is next to impossible. You know, and Slim crazy. always trying to blame me, tell me I'm on CP time. And all <laughs> well, I tell you one time he set me up. He told me like the recording time is like ten o'clock. And it really was at like eleven. So of course I got there like ten forty, and I was early for the eleven o'clock recording. That was with a guest. That was with the yeah. Indian dude named Joe. Yeah. All my white friends do the same thing. They yeah. tell me they tell me to arrive, you know, <laughs> hour early. So I'm right up. on time. That's funny. Yep, they all they do it. You know, uh, it's, dare, it's cool though. Dare I call it racist? No, it's not nah. racist. Dare I call it racist? Yeah. I don't know. I nah, so. I love I love it. It, it just it, it just is. At times, <laughs> it's just you know? it just is. I'm yeah. I'm mad that it's actually accurate and it's like ah like you just got different clocks. Right. They just start selling uh 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 watches. What do you call it when uh, segregated watches? Black watches, white watches, and the black watches are set like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> they only they only they only set an hour ahead. Like so. The whole world to be on time. You know, you know what's so messed up about it. You have all the intentions in the world of being on time. Yeah, like I, I, I really work at it, and yeah. for whatever reason, you know, life happens, and you know, you end up late. Dude, sometimes I wake up like two hours early. I'm just laying in the bed with eyes open, just laying there, laying there. That's creepy. Watching shit tick away, waiting. Yeah, well, fuck it. Oh, so, well, Slim, before, before we get started, I just want to. I, I do want to welcome you. Mike. Thank you. And this is a Safe very much anticipated show because we've had several people uh, write in requesting 
a show completely dedicated to finance. Wow. And um, no pressure. We you know we've touched on it uh, <laughs> a couple times throughout the throughout the series. Um, and uh, I'm sure we're not going to be able to uh, enlighten people like you will. So and you can say whatever you want. Speak for you. It is a safe, safe space. space. Okay, the name of the cool. studio is called the Safe Space. The Safe Space. I like. It. I feel safe, Good. particularly with racial conversations. I mean, okay. that's what this is all about. Okay, yeah, we talking about whatever. I want to oh, drive awesome. that home. Awesome. Um, yeah. yeah, don't shy like, away from anything. Like Slim is racist because he will not wear black socks. That's the thing. I do wear black socks every day. Actually, yeah. that's okay. <laughs> no, you don't. What about with your suits and everything? You can't no, wear... socks. It's only socks. It's only so he won't wear black socks. <laughs> well, I'm just saying he has to wear black socks with, I would think, formal with suits, bla- yeah, right? Black They're shoes. navy blue. They're just a deep, oh rude navy blue. Oh, so I got to apologize to your wife because I definitely broke the, uh, the, the, the flower pot in the bathroom. Yeah, you're like a, a fucking bowl in a china shop, bro. It was an accident. It was in a, a shitty place. Like, I was trying to open the window and the fucking curtain, like... Or the, the the window blinds bumped it, and I tried to catch it, and it ricocheted off the wall, and ricocheted on top, and just shattered like thirteen pieces. I can't you can't go anywhere with you. Nah, then, I, then, then I call Slim, like, hey, I kind of you know broke it. He goes, oh, that's my wife's favorite flower pot. She got it from her grandmother, who's no longer here. And I'm like, oh shit, like I'm sorry, man. Then I look on the ground, I see. 1999 tag from Home Goods. I'm like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> That's funny. That's so, funny. Oh, man. But uh, it is what it is. Oh, so another thing I was thinking about before we get into Mike and getting all serious, there's something that I need to address. Like, this has to be done and talked about. So this is a, a legit Ask a Black Guy topic right now? Well, this, is a, this is a fucking smooth topic because uh. I'm fucking fed up with this shit. So have you been watching like Instagram and seeing all the challenges, like the new Bus It challenge? Yes, uh, Bus It, Bus It. So it's kind of it's kind of interesting. Like they look good, you know. It's I've seen like, the X-rated ones too. Yeah, I've seen the color. <laughs> <laughs> like the, uh, I didn't know they had an X-rated version. Oh, of they do. Yeah, they they absolutely do. Where do you find something like that? Who's that? You know, um, on TikTok. Uh, oh, you really? Know, um, I don't even got TikTok. They're they're out there. Yeah, they're out there. They even have compilations of them. It's just, uh, really. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go dig into that. Yeah, yeah I mean, I got to do research for the show. Yeah, it's crazy. So, uh, the <laughs> reason I bring it up there. because if you don't know anything about the Buster Challenge, it shows like this girl who's supposed to be like, you know, just bumming it around the house. Like sometimes they're in sweatpants, hair bandanas, just looking like they rolled out of bed, and they play this music. Then Nelly, I think my butt getting big, and they drop down to the floor at a certain point in time. And when they hit the floor, the song "Busted" come on, "Busted." Bust it, and then they turn into this fucking glamorous fucking princess. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, like it's crazy. It's interesting. Don't get me wrong. But what I get a little upset about is like some of the chicks in these videos, they look completely different. Like when before they put their makeup on and after they put their makeup on. Like, and I don't I listen, I'm not against anybody using makeup to make yourself look better. Go for it. But when you look like a completely different person, like if I walk by you with makeup on and I walk by you without makeup on and I can't tell you the same person, that is catfish to me. And I think it shouldn't be allowed. So your 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 movement, your gonna your call to action right now is to make it. It's not a call to action, it's not a move. I'm just making an observation <laughs> that I think is bullshit. Women be catfishing guys. They get all this expensive ass makeup, look like a new fucking person, 
They go get their tits done. They buy a body for twenty grand. Like some of them, you go get an ass implants for five grand. Yeah, you we go talked get about that. Tits implants for ten grand. Lip injections for five grand. You just you a fucking build a bitch. Like it's not even. Well, I won't say bitch. You're a build a bear. Like you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> I you got nerve. I gotta, have a, I gotta have a you know. Uh, Two hundred thousand dollar a year job because I, you know, you think you fucking. <sighs> what What amazes me more so about the Buster challenge is some of the women who can't even who can't hide their ugliness. I mean, I mean, <laughs> like, no, I should I should I should say I should say the women that are, I mean, like they are so beautiful that even when they're trying to be ugly, they're beautiful. I should say. Mm. You ever notice that? You ever see some on the Buster Challenge? They, they'll try to like put their bun on their head or, mm-hmm. or some type of rollers mm-hmm. or something, and you're yep. still beautiful. I can see that. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know, maybe because I'm older and I have a, a trained eye. I'm well, like, no, that's why I, that's why know. women don't understand men because, like I said, we we'll see a girl walking down the street with flip flops, a hoodie, sweatpants, and a, and a bandana. I'm like, oh, she bad. Like, because we can see yeah, the we'll potential. See like, yeah, we'll we, see, we can see through all that. Well, it's yeah. how you carry yourself. Yeah. There's more to yeah. it than just the look. I guess the confidence. I could see yeah. it. I can see it. I can see it. That's why. I don't know. That's why uh, girls will feel good. Hey, he talked to me, and I look. I was had my sweatpants on because we see through all that. Yeah, yeah that's you true. Know? You know what that remind me of though? I you see know, a tree in like the nineties, they had the movies about um, like the teenage coming of age movies where they'd have the ugly girl, but she was a smoke show in real life. Uh, true. And then they just put her hair up in a bun and put some glasses on her. And then like halfway through the movie, she'd take the glasses off and they're like, oh. Exactly. She smoked show. That's the, that's the bus of challenge. <laughs> that's yeah. what that reminds me of. 90% of these girls are beautiful anyway. Yeah, But they exactly. try to. I'm just saying, down. I'm talking about the ones that use the makeup and look like a completely different person. I well, think here, that's catfish. I got a question for you fair. then. If you think you'd be had in real life, you you can see when a chick is wearing a ton of makeup. Like, yeah. you know that when you're face-to-face with them. If you're in a bar or whatever, I don't think you're going to get cash, catfish in real life. You're no, talking you about will. using Insta. No, chicks do it all the time. Or like a date. That's what I'm saying. If you go on a date with a chick, first date should be swimming pool. I want you to go dump into, jump into the fucking 10-foot water I want the full. I want the pool full of chlorine. I want all the chemicals to hit that fucking face. Tile that bitch off. Just Let's peel go. Layers off. Get it out of there. Let me see what I'm working with. Like no, I can't put makeup on. Fuck it. You can't even. Well, you can wear makeup, but you, you sometimes they they transfer. And I'm not saying don't wear makeup. I'm just some people just look like completely different people. Like some chicks are like 16 shades lighter. Some 16 shades darker. Some like some chicks use makeup to make their lips look full. Like it's crazy the yeah. shit that they do. Sorcery. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it's wizardry. Like I'm gonna get some makeup and make a fucking six pack over my fucking belly and be like, nah, we good. Like you could do that. Why are you so heavy? Oh, my abs are strong. Do, like, the, do the busted challenge. No, no. Do no, smooth version. Not, the busted no, challenge. No, 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 no. That's for girls. <laughs> no, we won't have to be doing that. But that was it. I digress. I just want to talk about that. Get that off my head. Oh. Also, uh, I was away this weekend and a lot of white people shit. Oh yeah, you I went. Up a, I was at Wake <laughs> Wake Placid. I went ice skating, which is definitely white people shit. One of the hardest things I ever did. I couldn't even get my balance on it, but I didn't fall. So, like, my inner Negro was like, "What the fuck is you doing?" And I'm like, "I'm I'm hanging with white people. Like, we can do it, right?" He's like, "No." I'm like, 
they're cool white people. Like, let's let's just do it. You know, it was. I I talked to you on the phone while you were up there, and yeah. uh, I felt your awkwardness over mm-hmm. the phone. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Your whole demeanor. Your, it wasn't a bad trip. It was a nice trip. It just was. I, you just you just. It was felt white. out of place. It was white. Were there no yeah. other black people there? There were like a couple of black people. You know, when you see black people in sections that black people ain't really from, yeah. we all make that eye contact and be like, eh, what up? Like, it was like, like yeah. how many black people? Like, literally two other black, like, how many? I probably see? saw maybe four black people, maybe five. And one was a restaurant owner. So, hmm. so he lived out there. Yeah, he was from New York. He's from New York. So, no Asians? No, not, not to now. Did I see just... any Asians? No, I did not. I did not see any Asian people. I didn't see any Spanish people. I seen white people. There's a lot of white people. I mean, my reaction when you told me you were going up there was like, you know, it's cold and snowy. Like, yeah. it, did, it blew me away that you were going there. Mm. Completely shocked. I had a white moment. You had a what? White moment. A white moment. White moment. <laughs> a moment. A moment. A moment. I had a moment. <laughs> white moment. So. Uh, so like I said, uh, I saw dog sleighs, uh, people getting pulled by the dog sleds and that was bad. <laughs> so, uh, we definitely need a shirt that says WPS, which stands for white people shit. Uh, we need to brand that. So yeah, we just start sending them out. Yeah, we should do that. Yeah. I keep so, saying that, but it's only so much time to, in a day. You know no, what I mean? We need to put That's why we got Mike here. Mike's going to make us a ton of money and I got more time. Yeah. <laughs> I got to get that money so, making me money, you know? So, Mike, fill us in, man. What do you got going on in the investment world? What's hey, your background? Well, my back, you know, I've been in um, the finance, the um, financial service industry for quite some time. I mean, right out of college. Um, as uh, as Smooth was saying, I'm very good friends with um, his cousin, um, Champ. Oh, Bobby so fuck Allen. me, huh? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, well, I'm very good friends yeah, with him, yeah, but I'm just saying, we're talking about, we're, we're going back to, you know, the genesis of everything. <laughs> you know, I'm, uh, I'm from, uh, from the Bronx, New York. I went to Temple. Temple University, um, graduated from Temple, and right out of Temple, um, I secured a job with Vanguard. What was your major in Temple? Political science, believe it or not. Oh, no shit. Yeah, it was poli sci. You know, I took the LSAT, did okay with the LSAT, but um, I said, hey, let me take this job for a year, you know, maybe uh, take a prep course or something and and try again. But once I got to Vanguard, um, right out of school, I realized that um, financial services is where I wanted to be, so... Worked at Vanguard for about um about thirteen years or so. Started out started out very very uh in a, a modest position. I was a IRA processing associate. I mean, if you can't get much lower than <laughs> lower um you know lowering the totem pole at Vanguard than a at the time an, as an IRA processing associate. Shout to them. No 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 disrespect. But um after doing that, I, I passed my Series Seven exam. Um, my series 63, and that allowed me to trade security. So I got promoted and moved over to the brokerage area. Hmm. So in the brokerage area, I traded stocks and bonds um, for high net worth clients. And, and you know, um, I guess the Vanguard management took a liking to me and actually um, promoted me to the manager of the uh, the brokerage trade desk for about five years. So about 85 traders on the floor, about 10 or so team leaders reported to me. For about five years at Vanguard, it was an, it was an awesome time, you know, as a leader at, at Vanguard. That's cool. I've heard mm-hmm. really good things about Vanguard. Actually, that's the platform I use to make all my trades. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how I keep. That's where all my brokerage accounts are. I got my daughter's account with them and, and my own. 
Um, but I heard good things, good company. Right? Oh, it's it's um, you know, I no longer work there, so this is not a commercial for Vanguard, but it's in my opinion, it is the best investment management company in the world. You know, I've I've had an opportunity to work to work at a few, you know, the the Merrill Lynch's of the world, um, you know, BNY Mellon and and just, you know, just being a student of the industry, there's not a better um a better financial service firm in my opinion. Vanguard is number one. That's cool. Yeah. So where'd you go from Vanguard then? After Vanguard, um, you know, I, I had a, you know, um, I'm really, you know, I was going through like, I guess, an early life crisis at the time with Vanguard. And I said, you know, that's all I knew. I graduated from Vanguard. I, I felt like I needed to like diversify my work experience. So I basically left Vanguard for a short, uh, I left Vanguard, worked with a small registered investment advisory firm of ex-Vanguard employees to kind of start their own start their own business. I, I worked as the vice president of portfolio management there before being, you know, I guess uh brought back into big corporate America by Merrill Lynch. So I worked at Mer I worked at um Merrill Edge, which was the the disc sort of the discounted service for Merrill Lynch. Um and I was a premier financial advisor there for about three and a half years, four years there. Uh, I did that and um the 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 transition from there well, if you if you take a look, you take a look at my experience at Vanguard and Merrill Lynch. That was retail investor, so you were dealing with you know, you know, high net worth, you know, regular regular people. Mm -hmm. But when I moved over to Bank of New York, everything changed. That was the institutional relationship. So I started dealing with small smaller firms. I would say that manage three hundred million to about four billion dollars in assets, False. and would just yeah. I like how. A small farms at three hundred million. Oh yeah, that's nothing. Dude. That's to, yeah. to how Basically. much? To four billion. Three hundred million to four billion. Yeah, I got four million dollars. Yeah, can you uh, manage this? Uh, just give it to my nephew. Well, he's talking we'll, about institutions. Like, he's talking geez. about he's talking about other institutions mm -hmm. that are playing with that. No, I get it, but I'm just saying the the money. Like, <laughs> but you look at but you look guy. at but if you look at Vanguard, you know that's like seven trillion, BlackRock five trillion. <laughs> yeah. So when when these guys got three hundred million, they're like. <laughs> yeah, they're broke. And I call Peanuts. up Vanguard. Hey, I want to open an account. I got a strong five grand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Still, you got to start somewhere, bro. got to start somewhere. <laughs> oh, man. Mm -hmm. That hurt my nuts just now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so, the, so the big boys are out there, you know, or, or small, smaller guys. And um, I worked with them for about three years. And um, that was an experience within itself. Nice. So that's where I'm at, you know. So I have, I have a good mix. Retail. Investor, institutional investor. And where are you at right now? What you got going on right, right now? Right now, it's all about galvanized financial. That's what it's all about right now. And and uh, galvanized, um, galvanized financial is basically, um, two sides to galvanized. You have the education test prep side. So as a a young man, you know, from the from the Bronx, when I first came to you know Vanguard, even in college, I didn't know the difference between a stock or a bond. Didn't know didn't know the difference. And um, I I, I see that, you know, I don't really have any strong talents, right? I can't sing a song. I can't, I can't uh, you know, I, I'm not athletically gifted, but I do know finance. And, um, and it was a way out for me. And um, everything in my life I owe to the field of finance. And I'm dedicated to showing, you know, other individuals, whether you're, you know, from honestly, from third grade on a life of financial literacy. Um, also, the second side of um, of galvanize is 
the private equity side. I since I worked at BNY Mellon, um, I learned that you know I, I used to work on the on the registered mutual fund side, but I also see that there's a a case, and um, you should have some maybe you know looking at I should say private equity in different alternative investments that to round out your portfolio. Very interested in that. Uh, I work in the alternative investment space, and it and it's just an exciting time. Yeah, that's cool, man. Mm-hmm. Financial literacy is huge. Like I didn't really start learning about finance, uh, I'd say until I was late twenties. That's where I really started getting into investing and realizing the time value of money and what that can actually do for an individual, particularly the more time you give yourself. So that's why it's so important for young kids to know that now, because little now it's going to make your life a million times easier later. Cause I'm getting in it like way late in the game. Absolutely. 28, 29 is too, way too late. Way, way too, too late. late. Um, but you know, I'm still, you know, you got to start somewhere sometimes. And it's better than Let's never be starting at all. Here, 28, 29 is very late, but Slim is nowhere near 28 and 29. That motherfucker is mid 30s. Just want to clear that. <laughs> That's up. when I started. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't want to miss, I don't want to miss the audience. I don't think anybody, you see a picture of me, nobody's confusing me with 27 years old. <laughs> well, I'm a shot sure. out 34 year old. I just want to make sure we, uh, you know, we're all up and up here. Like, no, no misunderstandings, but continue. I'm the, sorry. I'm just saying the earlier, the better. I, we can't, you know, we can't emphasize that enough that you start early and often you set yourself up by the time you're ripe age of 40, you, you really have some, you know, some, some wealth already accumulated. Right. That's so, huge. Yeah. Yeah, you got to grow the wealth. Absolutely. Start somewhere. You got to start it somewhere. Um, Absolutely. And I didn't start early. I didn't even get into the finances probably like to my 30s. So uh, just look for my OnlyFans coming next month. Uh, it's <laughs> large and in charge. And, uh, I'll, I'll put the link on the website. <laughs> I love it. I, uh, yeah. W- w- your first investment, what was it? Like uh, it was GameStop, right? On its ride up? For me? Yeah. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. So, uh, so about uh, Mike. So, uh, what? Oh, damn, four years ago. Four years. With family ago. funds. So, yeah. so Mike. So Mike. Uh, I wasn't even. So this is how fucked up this is, right? Mike's supposed to be my friend. I'm out in Jersey, fucking around, doing life, you know, whatever. And they're like, uh, I'm talking to my cousin. My cousin like, oh, yeah, Mike's putting together this, this investment fund. You know, he wants a certain amount of money up front. And then we pay into it every month, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Yo, well, how, all right, how much how much of the money do you want up front? He's like, he gives me the number. And I'm like, all right, that's not that's not undoable. Like, you know, what, what does he want to buy? This is in March. He's like, oh, he wants it by like March 5th or some shit. And I'm like. Motherfucker, it's the third. Like, you know, like nobody told me this shit. So I called Mike. I'm like, yo, I want in. Like, I need to get in. And Mike's like, oh yeah, just send this check, blah blah blah. And I'm like, what? I don't. So now I gotta go to the bank. I gotta get a fucking money wire. And I gotta. Well, he said wire. I had to go get a money wire. Like I'm running around because I I fuck with Mike. And I'm like, oh Mike, Mike knows his shit. Or, yeah, he's gonna take I care. I thought of he knew his shit. Like I felt confident and comfortable, like giving him my bread. So I'm like, fuck it, I want in. So I had my buddy run me around. I go to get a wire. The lady look at me all funny in the fucking bank. Like, oh, what are you doing here? I'm like, <laughs> I need to wire money to the account. And she's going through my accounts like, oh, and my money was a little fucked up. too. So she's like, oh, you had an overdraft this month. And I'm like, that's nothing to do with why I'm here. Give me a fucking wire, lady. And then she finally, she was a bitch, too. Oh, 
Oh, she was a bitch. So I got the wire. I sent it, and I've been paying every month. And we're, our original plan was to do five years, right? And then we're already on like fucking year four. Is March? Is March completing year, year four? February six, me four years. February, we're four. So we're on year five now. Yeah, technically we are. Fuck. And, and it's a big announcement coming up. Big yeah. announcement. Oh So so Mike runs our uh, fund. It was it was ten of us in the beginning. Then it dropped down to nine, because uh, people had financial. No, shit it was never like, ten. It was nine. Well, it started off to be ten. Remember, we were supposed to have ten people, and then what? Somebody dropped off in the beginning. Yeah. So that's what. That's yeah, what. Okay, okay. So that's what. I'm, so I always start from the, the big umbrella. Like it was supposed to be ten. Somebody dropped off. They made it nine, and then. Well, seventeen people were on the call. Was it seventeen? Well, 17 I, I don't know because I wasn't. I wasn't on the call. Oh, okay. I, okay. I heard the word of mouth through uh, my. Uh, so, but um, in a china shop over here. What? I mean, broke a vase. Now you're shit. gonna break a mic. Well, and these so are animated. nice. And these are nice mics. You get, you get oh, so. These are right. these are manageable mics. I, I feel like man. I feel like I'm in a dev studio, man. I, I told my <laughs> son. That, I, my son asked me. He said, "Where are you, Dad?" I said, "I'm on my way to to um tape this podcast." And he said, "What you mean in person?" And I'm like, "Yeah, in person. You're like going to to them." And I said, yeah, I'm going to them. He said, oh, that's cool. <laughs> and I'm oh. like, I'm like, yeah, Mike, it's kind of cool. Yeah, we'll, we'll send him a shirt. Give him a yeah, size. We'll give him some swag. You know? Yeah. You know, he might that's think I'm in it. We should do that. We should have, we should have swag. I'll, so we I'll send it to him. We'll send you some yeah, shit. Yeah, thank got you. Some, we'll send you a t-shirt, hoodie, and some shit. Thank you. I got, I got some for you guys, too, man. Yeah, um, thank you. But yeah, so like, uh, so Mike's been running our uh, investment firm. It's called Family of Funds. Family of Funds. And now, uh, like every month, every member puts in. Like I said, we lost some members along the way during mm-hmm. the like COVID, COVID. and like people got to cash out. Well, well, you know what? This is the thing, and, and and I'm I'm glad we're talking about this because even with this fund, you know, I'm I'm going to get something off my chest too, you know, about this whole fund, and and I'm going to I'm going to uh, you know say this on on the uh, on the um, Ask a Black Guy uh, podcast, <laughs> you know, this is the first time this, some of this stuff has been said. Exclusive, right? This is an exclusive. Um, as as um, as Smooth was saying, we had about seventeen people that were ready that were on the call. You know, um, I have a friend, a good friend of mine. His name is Damian Smith. You know, he he for years he said, Mike, we need to start a some type of fund, bring people's money together. You have the background and the experience. You need to do this. And for about two years, I fought, I fought it off and said, no, I'm not doing it. It might be a headache. You know, everybody's not on the, everybody doesn't have the same time horizon, maybe objective risk tolerance. It might be just, it might just be too much to handle, mm-hmm. especially if it was, if it was super big. I said, I don't really want to do it. But he, he just kept talking to me about it. So I can't even say that this was my idea, to be honest with you. He would just, he just kept, he just kept harping on it. I said, okay, so I'm going to have this, we're going to have this call. Bring people together to see who wants to do, you know, who wants to do it. He had 17 people, you know, on the call. Again, smooth was not smooth. You know, Nobody s- thought about me. Nobody gave, know, a, gave a fuck about me. I just overheard it. And I, you know, and I, I'm, I really, I apologize for that because I definitely wanted, would want somebody like smooth down from the beginning, but it's, you, you just forget, you just forget some names. There's a lot of names that weren't, that, that wanted to be a, a part of it, but, but weren't, but um, that didn't get a chance to because they didn't know, but. But I digress. So what? So basically, we started it out. We had a strong, a strong nine, ten, then nine that actually showed up with the money. Um, 
you know, we've, we've, we've done well. We started, everybody started with a thousand dollars and we lost two people due to, to, we mentioned the pandemic. We felt that, you know, these were extraordinary times. If somebody, or if people needed to withdraw their money due to the pandemic, we thought it would be, you know, prudent to let them do that. So we did let, you know, a couple of the, the members that started, um, you know, withdraw their money. No, no, um, no bad feelings, but we understand because these, again, were extraordinary times. What I, my goal, and I knew this at the onset, I knew this, but I didn't want to say it to anybody. My goal was to make the people that were a part of that fund wealthy. And I didn't want to ever say it. I didn't, I never wanted to say it to people. I kind of every now and then just said, hey, I want us to do well. But my goal four years ago, I said, whoever's in this fund, I want them to be rich. I want them to be millionaires. And even though I'm not a millionaire, I'm going to bust my ass to make sure that I get these people rich. Even though they don't know that that's my goal, that was my goal. Well, that's heavy. I mean, you say that up front. Then people have an expectation too. Exactly. Right? I mean, there's a big responsibility. Big responsibility. So how so how does it how does the fund work? Was did everybody put up the same amount of money? Was it just give me what you can afford, whatever sure. your budget is? How did it work? Sure, we all we, without we all, without mentioning yeah, like, I you mean, know, the, the yeah, I want to know exactly how much Smooth put in. I want to hear <laughs> to the same. <laughs> Yeah. What he contributed <laughs> to this. Okay, yeah, we, we, all, we all put up the same amount of money with the same regular, regular scheduled uh, deposit. Mm-hmm. Um, monthly deposit. Monthly deposit. We, we had a bylaws that we agreed to, um, and we also had an asset allocation of aggressive. Um, so we looked at that as being about 80-20, um, 80% stock, 20% on fixed income, but that changed to now being 100% on stock. Yeah. Yeah. Because, it's aggressive. Yeah. It's very aggressive because, you know, none of this money is not typically paying anyone's mortgage or bills. Right. So we wanted to make sure that we take full advantage of, um, of these times. So People we are relatively young yeah. too, I imagine. Exactly. Right? So you got some time. Yeah. Everyone is, you know, seven or 10 years. Everybody pretty much has 20 years or more before they probably retire. Right. So they can take um, a hit. They can, they can take some more risk. Exactly. Right. Exactly. It's no reason to have 10% locked up in bonds. We felt at this time, or I felt at this time. So we're 100, percent you know. I like it. Aggressive. It's aggressive. Yeah, but still, I still feel we're we're aggressive in a smart way, meaning that I employ a um, a core satellite methodology, and I'll, I'll say what a core and satellite methodology is real quick. I have a broad based ETF such as the Vanguard Information Technology Fund, without getting into the other holdings. But we have a big, strong base. To our account, and then we sprinkle all the things we like over it, you know. So, you know, so again, aggressive, but I don't think you know the the largest five hundred companies are going anywhere tomorrow, right. and, that, and that's a and that's you know a main part of the account anyway. So, how many holdings do you have in your portfolio? How many different stocks ETFs? Yeah. Okay, well, we have one strong ETF. Right, you got just the one ETF. Yep. That's it. and the three and one. three other other securities that that wrap around. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So I actually have a similar portfolio. It's, um, I, I actually have a, several ETFs, but my main foundation is Vanguard's um, ETF that tracks, there's one that tracks the U.S. market and mm-hmm. then there's one that tracks the international market. Those are my two like foundations, right? Mm-hmm. And then I have a bunch of Kathy Woods, Arc one. Arc, I've mm-hmm. got three of her ETFs and then I like, 
to go into specific stocks that she manages in those ETFs. And I'll look for highlights in her portfolio and I pull those out and I'll individually invest in those stocks. That, yeah. So like that's, that's, that's kind of how I'm yeah. like, you know, that's a like core you said, satellite. sprinkling it out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of my, that's my thing. And I, I hold on to stocks minimum a year mm-hmm. uh, unless something's really firing up and I don't think it's going to hold. I might cash out or at least cash out profit and keep my base and let that keep riding, you know. Do you do options do. at all? Any for Anything like that? Options, Forex, anything like that? Yeah, you know, I wish, I, I want to know more about that, like warrants and I, I, I don't, maybe that's a good topic. Maybe mm-hmm. We could talk about that because yeah, I want a good explanation it. of a warrant because I don't, I don't know how to trade on warrants. Like that, well, to me, it's a very sketchy thing only because I don't understand it. Well, warrants, yeah. I think options is the warrants and rights are basically fancy contracts of, of, of buying a stock at a, at a, at a certain price or, or the right to, but options is where you're, is where a lot of people are, or at least the Robin hood, um, the Robin hood era, I would say mm-hmm. has taken a phenomenal, um, interest amount of interest in, in options trading. Interesting. You know, so, but, but yeah, whether it's a right warrant option, they're all derivatives, mm-hmm. you know, just different ones. Right. So, yeah. So, but you like options as your best tool there. Is that? Oh, I wouldn't say best tool. But, <laughs> but you utilize it. Yeah, yeah. I, I do utilize options. I, I do utilize options. I don't utilize options in the family of funds mm-hmm. more so, but. um, Give me I, a scenario. Like what would be a decent scenario where you would exercise an option. When I would you when I would okay, yeah, let's take let's take for example right now. Um a sector. Let's let's take uh I feel and this is just one man's opinion, we're just talking, right? Yeah. We're just just for an example. I like I like Walgreens. I feel that due to the pandemic, due to you know the environment we're in, I know that that vaccine is gonna have to be disseminated. And I and I also know that Walgreens is the best or the biggest on the block when it comes to you know farm you know pharmacy. No, it's not CVS. It's not Rite Aid, of course. It's it's Walgreens. So with that, I also know that you know um, if if you're in the news, you know, Jeff Bezos and Apple at one time were talking about joining into the pharmaceutical space. They moved away from that. So now Walgreens is it doesn't have that looming competitor trying to come in and eat their food. That said, I feel that in the future, we talk, we talked about time value. In the future, Walgreens will do better than they are now. So instead of me going out and buying a hundred shares of Walgreens, that will that you, you know that cash outlay is whatever Walgreens is trading at I don't know at the top mm-hmm. of my head. Fifty dollars. Fifty dollars, right? I just looked it up. Right? Actually fifty dollars and forty five cents. I can buy one contract which is which controls 100 shares of Walgreens mm-hmm. at a much lower cash outlay, and then forecast into the future that Walgreens will be at a price or higher. So, and that's what and that's what I do, and that's what I do now. So right now I have calls on Walgreens mm-hmm. right now. So did, when you put that in, when you put that order in, is is there a time limit on that? Is it yes. customized? So is it something that you come out? up with or is it something yes. that yes basically with the um with the walgreens well let's just take for example with the with the option contract right now i picked the walgreen 45 calls okay okay i purchased those walgreen 45 calls um on on january uh january 6th 
2021 at $3.45. Okay. Right? Now, this is just a contract value. If you look at today, that contract is now worth $7.55. So from that day, I already have 106 return. Mm-hmm. 106% return on that option contract. That's pretty hard to deal with regular stock. Right. You know? Yeah. Well, so, because it requires so much more capital, you're saying, right. up front. And this expires July 16th. So again, I have a lot of time prior to it um, it expiring. Because so we're only in February. When you want to execute, let's just say, like, so how do you make the money on the full share price then? So I how does that it. operate? I, I sell it, right? I bought the call, you so bought. I sell them now. So can I ask you a question? Okay. For those are people who are listening that don't know what a call is, or okay. a, uh, yeah. but can you, you break sure. down well, what a call, what a put is, and how sure. uh, you can uh, gain or lose money when you are doing options? Sure. So I'm in this scenario that we're talking about right now. I bought a call, and I had to, and I pay a, and I basically paid a premium mm-hmm. for that. So that is the most I can lose. Right. So like I said, so with this before situation. we not to cut you off, before mm-hmm. we get what what is a call? Like what's okay. the difference between the call? Okay. What's the difference between the put? A call is when you're buying the call, a call is the right to buy a stock at a specified price. Okay. That's what it is. So, so if I wanted to buy like uh one share of Nike and then I buy a call and they say, Okay, this is five dollars, mm-hmm. but in a, a year is going to go up to 10. I can still buy it at $5 a year. That's correct. Gotcha. So you're reserving your right okay. to buy the stock at the time you executed the call, essentially. So the call, yes. so the call is if, if it goes up, if, if it, if it increases in value over time, I have a reservation to purchase that That's increased right. value for whatever I reserved the price for. That's right. So there's a price freeze almost. So, exactly. So in this situation, Let's say, let's say, um, take my the Bank of America, my Bank of America calls. Mm-hmm. I bought them at a uh, extra uh, a strike price of thirty three. Mm-hmm. So right now, Bank of America, I don't know what the regular stock price is. I can see, I can look that up really quickly. It's right here. Bank of America right now is at thirty two dollars and eighty four cents. Mm-hmm. So I'm literally sixteen cents away from thirty three. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. This expires March 9th, 19th. Mm-hmm. I already have a more than 30 days before this expires. My contract is really, is really worth a lot of money. Does that make sense? Yes. Right. Yeah. Because it will allow somebody to purchase. I can purchase them at 33. When March, what if it's 35? Right. And you save I almost see, two. Right. So you so, catch them so, on sale, so basically. I all, so, I, so I am basically fixated and thinking about the contract price mm. because the contract price is I, I bought it my contract at three dollars mm-hmm. right now it's worth seven dollars and 55 cents mm-hmm. I can make I can make a four dollar and 55 cents per share profit right mm-hmm. and when you when you do the contracts they per 100 shares yeah, correct? one contract the standard size of an option contract is 100 shares right so, so one contract mm-hmm. Equals one hundred shares, so I have ten contracts. Mm. That's seven fifty right now for Walgreens or whatever. It was well, for, for I have ten contracts of Bank of America. Oh, BOA. So that's thousand so shares at the at, at 
the whatever price it, at, at whatever price 33, it is. 60, yeah. 33 bucks. Like tall. those Bank of America contracts I bought at 59 cents a sh- 59 cents. Right. So that's and a, they're $1.20 now. So that's the call. The call is putting a reservation in on a stock before it goes up, hoping that it goes up higher than what you uh, sure. reserved it for before the contract expires. Right. And I don't care. And I don't want to, I don't want to buy the shares. Right. You right? just want the contract. I just want to, I want to buy, I want to flip the contract. Right. right. Okay. And, so, and, and that's, and a put is the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. The put is somebody like GameStop betting on the, betting on the fall mm-hmm. of the stock. So with the buy, so if you are buying a call, you are uh, optimistic or bullish think that that stock is going to increase in value, like I said, with Walgreens. Mm -hmm. But one may buy a put on GameStop because they realize they have a poor model, they sell terrestrial games and whatever. Mm -hmm. So so buying a put is the the ability to put the stock to somebody at a determined price. Mm. So... So, so you're limiting loss. Exactly. A put is limiting loss, whereas the the call, if you're, if you're buying a call, you're bullish on it. You're, you're bullish on it and you're bearish on, so, the, on, the, so, on the put. So right? the put yeah. is almost like financing a car that you crashed. Buying so a like, put. Yeah, so buying a sure. put is like financing a car that you crashed. This car is worth $10,000 now. Yeah. So... You're going to pay me $10,000. So I want my payments yeah. of 10 grand. You crash that bitch down the yeah. road. You still owe, owe me $10,000. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Pay like you ain't, exactly. bitch. Exactly. <laughs> That's all it is. Bending on the downward. Exactly. Uh, so I like exactly. it. I like it. How exactly. does that differ from a warrant? How did because that sound that's basically my understanding of a warrant. So how mm-hmm. does that differ than a warrant? So a, a warrant is basically I've never even heard of warrants. Yeah, warrants and rights and warrants are basically attached to a, a stock, and there's some type of corporate action. A corporate action is a stock split. A corporate action is a reverse split. Hmm. A corporate action is a merger. Sometimes rights and warrants can be voluntary or involuntary offerings of shares of stock that you can exercise at a time in the future. For example, a lot of times warrants are used in like when you work for a company. Let's say you let's say you are this uh a director in I don't know, Goldman Sachs. What happens if you get warrants for all these shares of Goldman Sachs? Do you want to be taxed on that in year 1? You might not want to you they could, you, you can allow yourself your tax you can you can exercise warrants at certain time frames to reduce your tax your penalty. Gains. Exactly. So it oh. can be it so so rights and warrants, there's a lot of reasons why. Besides I think they're doing some type of flipping warrants now in the in mm-hmm. the industry and I'm not well versed in that yet. But but rights and warrants have many uses and can be applied in many ways, even as a benefit as an employee. Right. So that's so just one example of that would be to spread out your capital gains over a series of a couple of years instead of trying to take that hit up front. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I know some big companies out there, I'm not going to say their names, that give their that profit share mm-hmm. with their employees through rights and warrants. Through warrants. That yeah. makes sense. Absolutely. Well, and also and they know they're huge, out there. Yeah, yeah, a huge tax benefit. Yeah. Them. Huge, especially when you get a big when you get a big bonus. You know, some people get, get a million dollar bonus. Yeah, six. Well, you want to take that in, the, in year one, right? How do you spread it out? <laughs> well, 
important. That's funny. It sounds like when I used to work for the uh, car dealership, you sell a car and you get massive amount of profits off of one car. Let's say if you, you, uh, well, when I, when I work, you can only get 25, where I work, you only get 25% of the profit that you held in the car. Mm -hmm. So if I sold a car for uh, 20 grand and the profit was like, Let's say five thousand dollars. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or uh, yeah, let's say the profit is like five thousand dollars. Then I get a thousand dollars off that one car. Well, say if I did three or four cars that week, and I got four, or let's say if I did five, I got five thousand dollars that week on one pay. But that's not my normal pay. It will let us stretch that five grand over a course of like I don't want to say maybe like six months or something like that, so we don't get taxed the balls off to the wall. Mm -hmm. Is that like the same? Sort same of, yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. So what what do you what platform do you use to make all your yeah, trades? Especially a, like specifically for this, how about for this fund? I, I have a few. You know, for the fun we use Vanguard. Okay. Really? And, and I don't do. like it for me. I don't it's like the archaic. Yes, I it's don't like horrible. it. Horrible. And, and and and, and oh, Sorry, that's all right. right. Oh. Slim did this shit for fifteen <laughs> fucking episodes. So you a new guy? That's cool. That's cool, baby. That's cool. Right. It's cool, right. honey. That was buddy. my first slip. It's cool, that honey. Buddy. <laughs> be cool, honey. Buddy. Be like Fozzie. How's Fozzie? He, he's cool. Yeah, be cool. Be cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. So I forgot my whole train of thought now. What are we talking about? Platforms. Uh, yeah, platforms. platform. I I hate that the platform for for our needs. It's not as um. I would love for all of the um. I would love for all of the investors to be able to on demand see their their representative share in the fund on demand, and they can't. Yeah, why is that? <laughs> it's it's just it's so yeah, it's, difficult to yeah. get to that. And even even if you send in a contribution, I literally have to like call and make. It's a lot. So so it is archaic. And they need to fix it. So I still use it. I do too. I love Vanguard. It's free for e it's free for their ETFs. Yep, you know, I still love. But um, I use TD Ameritrade, Thinkorswim for a lot of my a lot of my options trades. A lot of my um, and I love the research. Thinkorswim. I'm I'm a big technical analysis guy, mm -hmm. so I have to use Thinkorswim for a lot of my entries and things like that. Thinkorswim. I've no, I don't know that. Oh yeah, and, and, and I don't know. I've never heard of that. So. Thinkorswim. It's um, a website. Put me on to Thinkorswim, and I had a hard time trying to like. I didn't under like. I was dabbling in stocks and shit, but I didn't really know. No, this, this is a platform that you use to trade on Thinkorswim. Yeah, and, okay. and it but has so much more. Yeah, that. like, and he let like the way Mike explained it to you. Like, if you don't know anything about it, I'm telling you, holler at Mike because he'll teach you everything. He showed me how to track a trend line, so I can see on this platform. With where the candlesticks, it's, tr candlesticks oh it's trending, mm -hmm. it's falling. I can see where the um, where like the resistance line is, and I can see where the base is, and I can see where, as it trends up how it the base changes, uh, either goes up or goes down, and where the resistance changes how it goes up and goes down mm -hmm. on the chart over a year, over a month, over a day. If I want to buy a contract for a day, if I want to buy a contract for a week, it mm -hmm. breaks it down to us like. Oh, I can see it trends up, boom, 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 almost like stair steps. Yeah, it's, it's going to stair step up, or it's going to stair step down. Now, what has that pattern shown me over the last week, um, or over the last uh, month? And I'll make my, or over the last 
four or five hours. You yeah, know, but by contract I mean, for two or three hours. Mm-hmm. It, it and it's super simple. It's, it breaks it down to like I'm a I won't say I'm an idiot, but I'm 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 not, you know you're saying well versed in the yeah. stock market and shit like that, but well, Mike showed me he made that shit sound super easy, right. and it's not well, hard. Well, well, to be honest with you, I, I owe a lot of credit. I spent a lot of money on on like learning technical analysis. To be honest with you, like I've taken a class that literally has cost twelve hundred dollars. Yeah, I mean before. it's 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 very complicated. Like you know, day traders, like the shit that day traders look at, yeah. and how to read those candlesticks and, yeah. and what that tendency means, and mm-hmm. then, you know, it's there's very a lot of complications. I've been studying. I mean, I've been studying for. I, I love fundamental analysis. But technical, but technical analysis, manual and fundamental analysis, is really, wh- wh- you know, where I want to be and what I'm trying to master. I haven't even mastered technical analysis, but I have been doing it for a long time, and I use think or swim for the research. Interesting. Okay. And and it's and I can give you know it's a hack. Or, and I, I'll say this hack that you can open an account, not put any money into the Ameritrade's account. Just tell them the checks on the way to get access to the robust research. Mm. And I'm telling you, it's it's the best in the industry. So that that's my favorite. So Thinkorswim is attached to TD Ameritrade? Yes, T- okay. yes. It's it's their research, their, their technical system and platform. You could trade on it as well, but the true gift is in the research. So you, the you, back t- you type in a ticker a call sign for a company mm-hmm. and it'll bring and it brings this up in thinkorswim thinkorswim is the analytical aspect absolutely okay. and i use and i use and i trade forex right so for me it's a beautiful thing i trade currency pairs mm-hmm. and um for me it's it's um i couldn't i couldn't operate without it right i wouldn't know where to go yeah, i'll be blind without I, without thinkorswim i have td ameritrade uh but i, I haven't funded an account yet i haven't have the trigger to. Don't have to you <laughs> paper money. Yeah, they'll give you paper money, and you get practice. Yeah, and just practice until you're until you have, and then when you want to play the currency. Because I like the currency trading because you know with the with the domestic exchange, I love that. It's it's great, but it's nine thirty to four. Mm-hmm. You can play. You know, if you if you're into currency and forex, you can trade. You know, Sunday, twenty four seven through yep. the through the Friday night. Yeah, let me Friday ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Can you uh, trade crypto on that too? Not on um not that I, I don't think they have a crypt they may they may but I haven't looked at that for crypto okay. um I I I just have a little crypto on Robinhood I use Robinhood for that yeah what, what crypto are you into on Robinhood <laughs> Dogecoin yeah. like Dogecoin I got I got into Dogecoin less than I think what half a penny oh so, no shit yeah oh, so I didn't get up. into it to like uh four four or five cents oh yeah yeah I was, I was early to that. Well, yeah. what, what do you think about Why that? Why you spread like, that information, motherfucker? Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, it was no because it was a, it was a it was a joke. It was I a don't joke. care. It it's me. It's me. I, like, it's I, me. Like, I call a hundred dollars on a pair of fucking twos. That's why you gave me my nickname in poker. Yeah, yeah. You could have told me I would have well, jumped in on that. I put eighty bucks into it. Uh, it I was dropped, a joke. It's a joke. It was a joke. It started as a joke. What was the history? Was it a dude in yeah, Russia was, or something? It was, or? It, was a, it was a dude. It was like a dog meme or, some, <laughs> or, or something. <laughs> and TikTokers got a got involved in it. And then Elon Musk had a, had a tweet and said yeah, a tweet about it. That was just it. recently. That was well, just well that's the second. That yeah. wasn't the first one. Oh, wow. That was the first one. Okay. That was the first one. He he keeps on nibbling at it. Yeah, but then this motherfucker things. buys one hundred fifty billion dollars of, of fucking Bitcoin. Bitcoin. I, I didn't understand. I didn't understand that. But but this is what he said. This is this is what he no well this is what he said yeah. right and this is the understanding I get from it. He said Bitcoin 
is like a commodity. Bitcoin is now like the gold standard. So it's something that you hold on to to say, I got gold. But Dogecoin is the coin of the people. So we all don't have co- uh, gold. I'm not going to buy a car off of you for a 0.03 Bitcoin. You know what I mean? That that makes it hard to track. Yeah. So what it is is now like, oh, okay. I got 220,000 Dogecoins. There's 220,000. So it's Dogecoin. the virtual gold standard. You're so, thinking, well, no, what he's he saying is that the Dogecoin is going to be as um, relied upon as the everyday American Cash. dollar, mm-hmm. while the Bitcoin is the coveted gold brick mm-hmm. of cryptocurrency. Like the Dogecoin is the everyday, I can get my hands on it. I can buy a pair of sneakers for Dogecoin. I can buy a car for Dogecoin. I can pay you for services with Dogecoin. I'm never getting rid of my Bitcoin. I'm just holding on to it. Mm-hmm. Like so, that's what he's that's what he's saying, right? So I think that's what the that's the logic behind that. But that's just my interpretation. Like so, mm-hmm. you know. And I've been watching it. It's been raising since the weekend. It was like four four cents. No, it's five eight, cents. I think it's eight. seven it's, cents. It's down now. to sell. It was at eight last night, and yeah. then it dropped to seven. And I think it's just gonna. So people were saying they could hit ten cent, and then people were saying they could hit a dollar by the end of the year. But I was looking at the market cap. Yeah, I don't okay. think it can hit a dollar because in order for it to hit a dollar, it has to get like um, twenty seven, like twenty seven billion. Yeah. That's like well, biggest, it, all yeah, it needs companies. like a hundred, a hundred, a hundred million of the, char- uh, the market cap or some shit like that. Yeah, but that's but that's the issue. If it got to a dollar, it would be as bigger than oil companies. I mean, because Bitcoin. I mean. Bitcoin structure is a little different than Dogecoin. Dogecoin, they keep making coins. Yeah, I was gonna say it's not limited. It's in not production. limited like they Ethereum just, or the other they can one. Just keep keep it. Yeah. That's a that's an issue too. So, so for that's now, I don't mean me to cut you down. Yeah. Cut you off. But for people who don't understand what cryptocurrency is, what Bitcoin is, what Dogecoin is, what Ethereum is, can you explain what it is, how it's uh produced? How the value is interpreted? Well, I will. I will say this: I am by no means a cryptocurrency expert. Mm-hmm. That's that's. I just want to say that one of the. But what I do know is, cryptocurrency is basically a digital asset, and you have different coins, such as Ethereum, such as Dogecoin, such as you know Bitcoin, and they all utilize blockchain technology, for the most part. Mm-hmm. Blockchain technology is a way, and I, I know it, right now it could be used for 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 bad, but hopefully it gets used for for good in that, in re- regards to hopefully stopping hacking and and making sure things are authenticated authenticated properly. Like if you work at a company right now, um, and you're tapping into your company's mainframe, you're probably using something that's called a token. Mm-hmm. Right, a token that maybe something that you have that sits on your desktop or maybe mm-hmm. in your in your your wallet that changes numbers very quickly to mm-hmm. every only, minute it'll rotate right. six digit number. Yeah. That in essence is like a poor man's blockchain technology because it's very hard to replicate that access when it's constantly changing. This is where the future of currency is going to go. I really believe that, but. And, I, and I'm hoping, the reason why I said that I was a big skeptic of crypto. I never liked crypto. And I can tell you that I'm still not a fan. But I had in my podcast, um, um, the, I had a podcast episode called The Case for Crypto. And, wh- and what I said was that there's a lot of reasons why I don't like cryptocurrency. It's not, it's not tangible. Um, things could, look, look at if you had Ripple, 
SEC can just come from nowhere, smack Take you it with out. this, yeah, smack you with the sixty-five down thousand dollar, I mean sixty-five million dollar lawsuit and stop trading, mm-hmm. like, and they're gonna, and now they're saying, oh well, it's not a currency, it's really operates like a stock. It is so many things that you know, it's such, it's such a a new a new asset that um, it's it's hard for me to say, you know, you know, put your hard-earned money. So just like Elon's. Elon said just last week, and I said this over a month ago, I said it's purely speculation. I look at mine as a lottery ticket. I looked at Dogecoin as, hey, kids love it. Let me throw $80 in it. Yeah, that $80 now is over $1,000, right? But is it, you know, am I going to sell it? No. But I'm not looking at this as, I don't look at this as investing. This is speculation. Yeah, it should be a very, the way I look at it is, and I don't have any yet. I'm just now starting to read about it and really understand it. Because my hesitation was that I just didn't really grasp it in my head, what it right. was. Because it's not tangible. It's not. So I have a hard time investing in something that I couldn't just go out and buy or or go to visit a company that exists or, you know, something along those lines. Absolutely. I can't, there's no physical thing. So I have a hard time with that. But- Maybe it's worth two, three percent of my portfolio. You know, just, just like you said, just as a lottery ticket. You, yeah. you don't know. I mean, it no. could take off. Yeah, you know? and it has. Like people have gotten in Bitcoin. And you, why you why not those. make it a, a diversification yeah. argument? That's what I'm saying. It just goes <laughs> two, I mean? two, three percent. Who cares? Like yeah. that's nothing in somebody's portfolio. No, nothing. And nothing. if if you got a hundred bucks to throw at Bitcoin, that's do it. You got a hundred bucks to throw at Doge, do it. That's what I did. Um, you know, so that's why I like Robinhood too, because you can buy pieces like of stuff now. Like uh, yeah, if you wanted to buy Bitcoin, nobody's got. Well, that's the only way a lot of people can buy a couple hundred here, a couple hundred there. You owe point oh 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 three point oh a Bitcoin. Right, like seventeen bucks. Yeah, and the SEC and the FTC and all that, like they scare me, especially recently. And I got I got to pick your brain about this because the the GameStop, the costs. The, the these companies that yeah. they, they did it to silver they did it to a bunch of silver companies Nokia. blackberry mm-hmm. they they just stopped trading on this stuff as soon as it fired up they stopped the trading mm-hmm. on the floor like that yeah. is scary i know they scary. can do that i mean i know they have the power to do that but you know they're doing it for the wrong intentions mm-hmm. they're manipulating the market not trying to make sure that everything's on the up and up absolutely and and that kind of damage and manipulation and access to the market for the wrong reasons is terrifying to me. Well, welcome, welcome to, you know, welcome to my world slim. I mean, I have people that say my fight that I, I I work with private equity. And in that, you know, I have certain accredited investors that can purchase pre IPO opportunities and, you know, SpaceX and possible foods. So I get a lot of calls and some people say, Oh, well, you know, you know, uh, is, is, is it safe or it can be, can it be manipulated pre-market? I said, even the, even some of your securities in the market right now are manipulated, obviously. Sure. Right. So, I mean, this whole GameStop thing with the short sellers pumping up stocks that don't deserve to be pumped. I do believe BlackBerry is different, mm-hmm. but some, so some of these things that are getting caught up, I also think is collateral damage. Like, do I think GameStop is poorly ran? And will it and and it should not be pumped? Yes, I definitely think so. Um, I definitely think that um, GameStop is because again, terrestrial games, the whole blockbuster model. I don't, I don't, um, I don't think that that's uh, something that's really can 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 hold can hold its weight. 
Um, I agree. I mean, I think GameStop, but isn't that what made it primed to pump? Like, exactly. Isn't that what made all these uh, the the Reddit crowd attack it? Exactly. I mean, so who's going to get caught with the stick, though? GameStop, ultimately, right? I, and I think some investors <laughs> that like like. Uh, uh, smooth that I wanted to just buy it recently. Yeah. <laughs> I was just talking shit. I was, <laughs> you know? I, well, well, no, let's just be real. So I, what I said was I was going to drop five grand into the shit, uh, but I was saying it jokingly. Um, and this was after, obviously, they stopped, they halted the trading. But if that shit dropped down, well, they just removed all the um, restrictions off of Robinhood did. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't done by the, F, the uh, well, there's SEC. No need, there's no need to that, restrict anymore. It's dead in the water again. Well, it's, that, that it's, wasn't it's done by the SEC. That was done by Robinhood. They stopped it. Well, I know. but it, So if this bitch drops down to like $8 and the Reddit community goes, hey, we're going to push it again. I'm I still not know. touching it. Now, because because yeah. now, now see, now the, the, the SEC, the SEC, they're, they're, they know that this power exists mm-hmm. when a community in Reddit can gather that kind of capital. I mean, you're talking about instead of a hedge fund with 300 million in capital, <laughs> now you got you got you know two million people on a on a, a subreddit that can all invest a hundred bucks. You're, you're still sitting with the same amount of capital, and if they can all do the same thing, they have the same amount of power to manipulate that stock, just like a yeah, hedge fund. So I don't a hedge fund's been doing this for years. They, they do yeah, it. That's yeah. what I'm saying. They've been doing it for years. And yeah. Now the little guy do it is like, oh no. We and that's can't. why I don't, that's why I was Robinhood should have got hit with their lawsuit. It's still a yes. free market. Right. Let people. I understand and. Um, let people do what, what they want to do, and and honestly, Robinhood was protecting the short seller. They weren't they weren't protecting the retail investor. Oh no, no shit. No. You know, so, everybody knows that. So, so that was so that's uh, so that was a that was to me, you know. I mean, yeah, they send out an email saying we're protecting the retail investor. That's bullshit. Like, that's bullshit, bullshit because when you froze the trading, you only froze the buying. The you buys. didn't buy. You didn't freeze the sell. Exactly. Well, not, <laughs> no. not only did they not do that, they actually forced liquidated. They said we're gonna we're gonna liquidate your stocks now Ooh. and get out of it. See? And, Damn, that's and crazy. That's that's insane. Insane, insane. So I, I think they got slapped on the hand for that, and, and they probably won't do that again. Yeah, but, but again, what the happens now? All the people who lost out, like they well, just there's a, there's a lawsuit. The There'll be a lawsuit. There will be. Yeah. But there's a, but there are some companies like who's going to the movie anytime soon? Like why is AMC it, exactly. like? Come on, hey, stop it. That's a di- that's a dying <laughs> exactly. industry. It's a dying. But so yeah. was GameStop. I mean that's. But see again, hedge funds target those types of companies, exactly. these floaters that are just out there, exactly, and hanging on. And they pump it up, and yeah. then they sell it, and then they let the That's company the crash. Yeah. Exactly. So I, I was just like, you know, some of these companies that are being pumped don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. It's it's so I wouldn't touch them with a ten foot pole. No. Companies like BlackBerry, people, you know, BlackBerry. They said, oh, well, that's another one they're stopping. I actually think BlackBerry is is doing a good job of coming back. They 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 left the you know they let. Of Apple and Android run the phone market, but the Internet of Things they're still heavily involved in. They're heavily involved in car, um, internet technology, and and you know in the home and different things. Your refrigerator will be internet cap- um capable. I love BlackBerry still. They're an interesting company. Yeah. So I think they're, they're, I think that that's still they're still viable. There are someone you know, but they got caught up in the whole craze. Sil- you know? Silver, I think, got caught up too. Silver. They, you know, because all they were doing was 
trolling subreddits and they saw that silver mining companies were going to be the quote unquote next target. Yeah. And that next day they halted trading on several mining companies. Let I mean, me, that's let, fucked up. Let me tell the listeners whether they believe this or not. And, and you, you heard this here first. And it, let me know. And hopefully we could do another show a year from now. The raw material. And this is no shocker to a lot of people, but I'm going to say this. I'm not looking at, I'm not, forget silver. You need to be looking at lithium. Lithium mm -hmm. oh, yeah. is the thing. Mm -hmm. Lithium, what is lithium, lithium trading at? Well, I don't know the, the actual. I don't even know the process. I, I mean, I know they, they have to mine it. Yeah. Um, and it's, and, and it's could be domestically mined. Yeah. It's a lot in the Midwest and it, it empowers everything. You yeah. know, uh, you know, lithium right now. I look at, you know, look at LL. I think LAC is a is a lithium um, ETF or, of some sort. Or uh, I, I love lithium. I'm long lithium. So what are you and... doing with lithium? Are you looking for specific companies that are mining it? Or well, are you looking I'm putting for, on my, the I'm putting on, yeah, I'm putting on my Andrew Carnegie hat. I'm not worried about the car. I'm worried about the steel. You know what I mean? I'm worried right. about the raw material. So, so that, how do you invest into the raw material? Like, what would you look there's up ET, for? There's ETFs on it. Um, LEC, I think, is one that, mm -hmm. that does lithium production. And, and mining. And mining. Um, I, I, um, the process of it. Because yeah. there's also a, a, a big chemical process to break it down, I think. Yeah, you could do the miners. You could do the product itself. Excuse me, the product itself um let's see uh lithium albemarle piedmont lithium um alb pll lac mm -hmm. um those are all lithium companies um you yeah, know that's a good point yeah yeah what are, the trading, what are they trading around um lithium um 2180 albemarle is pretty high 159.97 and piedmont which is a small guy that's been doing really well recently is now 58 mm. you know and and the 52-week low on that was $4. So they um, lithium is on the on the come up. Yeah, with all the EV vehicles and stuff. Yeah, that's how they're going to be powered and stuff. The, and now they're 58. Well, did you see the uh, the big push to go to EV now? Um, like oh. GM, I think GM's like I mean, dedicated a whole line to that I gotta now. Give, I got to give a plug if I may, if mm -hmm. I'm, if I'm yeah, made of this. Um, with the, with the Galvanot, with the, excuse me, with the family of funds, again, making everybody, everybody rich, is going into phase two. We are in the throes right now of an SEC filing. I haven't even told all of the members yet because, you know, I haven't brought this to them. Um, but, you know, we are in, as I was mentioning, we have a, a Reg D filing. And what that is, is a fund that allows accredited investors and non-accredited investors to pull money together. We are going to put this fund together right now. And it's going to be what's called a multiple series. It's a little different from what you've seen out there. Multiple series will have different sleeves or different investments that are under one overriding document that will drive down the cost of the investments because you have one lawyer, you have one accountant instead of five different ones. So Smooth just mentioned, he said, what do I think about you know EV? I do know that this administration has a pledge. It's the, the Biden um, clean energy pledge to reduce, I think, net carbon emissions by by 100 percent by 2050 or something like that. it's on his website. There will in the new fund that we're launching, there will be a sleeve devoted to EV and devoted to renewable energy. And, and we're going to play that one hard for the next three to to eight years, hopefully. Mm -hmm. and, when, and what we're going to and the family of funds will hopefully be one of the the first investors in the brand new fund. And in three years, 
You heard it here first. That fund will be public. Nice. That fund will be public. It will be. It's going to be called the Galvanized Pioneer, the um, Galvanized Pioneer Fund. And in three to five years, we will have a public fund. That's pretty cool, man. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. So do you have, you said you had to do the SEC filing. You have to do that now. That's in that's, anticipation of it going public three years from now. Well, we're doing the SEC filing because I want a fully reg. I want a regulated fund now. I want that transparency so, now. Can you explain what that means to the normal person with the SEC filing means for the company and um, what it means for, I'm sorry, what it means for Galvanize okay. still? Okay, r- right now, uh, we have a, we have a, as we mentioned earlier, Family of Funds is an investment club. It is basically an LLC that we formulated with, with nine individuals for a common good. We're stepping it up now into phase two, right? Um, and it's now, so what we've done is with the Securities Exchange Commission, we have a filing to say, hey, this is going to be a fund that is open to accredited and non-accredited investors for investment purposes. So it has to pass the muster and approval process of the SEC. So when you say it's open to accredited and non-accredited investors, does that mean like you're selling shares, like you can buy stock? That, that's correct. You can buy an interest right. in in this in this fund, okay. along with the people that have already, you know, and, and there's new minimums, mm-hmm. and um, we hope to track that performance for three years, and then actually go public with it afterwards, and then, and then advertise. Okay, the last three years, it's it's done exactly. 400. You know, exactly, whatever. and be open to the world. All, all the main mm-hmm. platforms people can showing, see it, it. Sh- showing them the filing we've been tracking it from this amount of time mm-hmm. so the long plan and the long game is to take it public with but from private to public like we're it. private now right. but we're, we're stepping it up a little more we're showing the world you can go to sec.gov so basically and see you'll the, be a new IPL launching three years what kind of what do you want your ticket to be Maybe maybe BOS Balls of Stone. I don't yeah, know. <laughs> uh, that's but, my poker nickname. Just you don't know, Balls but, of but, Stone. But I tell you one thing that my goal again, and I know people think you could say I'm crazy, but I'm gonna make. Well, I'm there's gonna a song. These people, I'm gonna goes, make these people rich. You may be right. I may be crazy, but it just might be. Lunatic you're looking for. And I'm the goddamn lunatic. That goddamn looking for. right. I just didn't want to tell them how crazy I am. I knew this. I'm, I'm telling you, we're, right. we're taking this thing to the top. So listen, if if you want to be an investor when it comes out, stay tuned. Stay stay locked in. I'm we're, in. T- we're taking this, we're taking this to big boy status three years. And I've been in I've been in for five years. Well, four years now on a five-year ride. And I mean, we do uh, meetings almost every quarter. Sometimes we do them a little Absolutely. more. Uh, we track when, you know, everything doesn't go perfect. Sometimes, you know, people, I, I would like to just dump all my money in early so I can well, just get it out I'm going to tell you this. And one of the things I'm, I'm, again, you know, as a, as a person, um, as a black man, I feel that I really have to be mindful of transparency, right? I'm just going to throw it out there as an elephant in the room. This is why we talk about racial issues here, right? Yeah, we're talking about racial issues. You know, I, I, I sometimes feel that when you have an organi- when you have certain people involved in in finance, 
you might look at them and, and, and feel that they may cheat you or they may run away with your money for whatever reason. And, I, and, and, and if that's not the case, then that's not the case. But I do sometimes feel, I've always felt that when you have a black man run, you know, running a financial show, there, they, there's, there's increased scrutiny. Mm-hmm. And, and just so you know, even with my podcast, I, I always said, um, I have this elephant in the back. Of, of, and I have this elephant symbology with all of my, with all of my, um, you know, my marketing. And, and I was asked, what is that elephant? Why do you have that elephant? Because I, I always felt that, you know, in corporate America, when I was just getting started, I was pretty much the only, you know, black guy in the room on the main line, right? I was, I was in the room with the Villanovas of the world, the Penn Staters of the world, and here I was, right? And I always felt that I was the elephant in the room. You know, so no matter what happened, I always felt that I couldn't, I couldn't fly under the radar, whether that was good or bad. I always felt that um, I had this, this sort of um, bullseye on my back. So I maybe carrying I'm carrying the weight a, a little of, bit of, of, of culture. I, I felt that way. It's I, not I, just me. I told you it's not just me. I, I yeah, felt, we talk about that. Especially I felt that you're I, the only black person feel like you gotta, you gotta, you gotta represent for the fucking culture. Like, yeah, I, I felt, I felt that even when my counterparts were studying. I couldn't fail, and, and you know they, and, you know, whether it was a series seven, they were they were thinking I wouldn't you know be successful, and I would study all night just to make sure that I over delivered, just because I wanted them to feel that you know I was I was super I was super Negro, right? So <laughs> I, I was I would say I, I say all that to say with this fund, I know the scrutiny is going to come, I know people are going to look at it and say, hey, where where's you know. This this fund is successful. What, what what how can they put a chink in our armor? And I'm and I'm here to tell you, it's just not going to happen. It's going to be the most transparent. You will never be able to question the ethics of this fund because you'll be able to wake up and see your balance. See, we're gonna com- we're gonna over communicate because I understand the burden that's on my shoulders. We're gonna take this to the top, and the people that are in this fund, I assure you, I'm gonna stop at nothing to make everybody wealthy and millionaire. This the galvanized pioneer fund. You know, in about a month is is it's it's coming. It's coming. Right on. How, how do I get into this? You you're Am down. You give me down. you give me a thousand dollars. It's a fine. You're giving you shit. You're in. Then I'll uh, <laughs> I'll work them out. You can have a meeting. Right? Oh, you know, you're you're in. Law- lawyers are on the case. I talk to lawyers every day, almost on this thing. So I'm keep I'm keep, I'll keep you guys posted. And, and again, there are some competitors out there that are not doing it right, and I know that they're going to be there um, for me to to say what the differences are. But I'm ready. This one, this snatch this, up the scraps. I got twenty something years of training. Can't touch this. I'm telling you. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> Dude, can't touch this. What uh, what state is the LLC out of? Is it out Delaware? Delaware? Yes, right son. here, Delaware. Delaware, Delaware. That's right, Delaware friendly yeah. tax state. That's right. I like it. And I, we have a great presentation. I I can't wait to show. I, I can't wait to show you guys. Um, we'll have you and, back on. You want to give the presentation? Please, we'll do it on the air. Please. Do- Let's get the Ask a Black Guy galvanized partnership yeah, going. Maybe by then we'll be up to video. Maybe go from there. I could do video now. We, we got. We, we can do that right now. We just haven't got it. It's just know, so much work. Some standard. Just space. a whole other thing. I got to edit audio and video now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know it's, he, he it's a lot of work. Anything. It's a lot of work. He, he wouldn't know. He I know. I know. tell you, I do the editing. I do, the, I do everything. <laughs> the marketing is tough. It's tough. I resent that statement. 
It's tough. If I wasn't, if I was the strong black man that I am today. So you just show up in tape, huh? Is is like, Look. I'm just talent. I just show up. It gets done. Well, he's yeah. better with the technical shit. I am. I need to. I do need to learn. He does. No, all 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 bullshit aside, Slim does a lot for the technical shit. This a is lot tough. of editing. A it's lot hard. of shit like that. No, it is legit. He works the magic. He's much better at this shit than I am. I need to. I need to learn a little bit more. But he. But my hats off to you. <laughs> I don't, shit. I don't, uh, but you do a great job. It doesn't, and I appreciate it doesn't mean anything in my pocketbook, son. Can, can I ask you guys a question? You guys asked me this question. Can I ask you guys a question? Yeah, what's up? Go. I, you know, so you know, I'm I'm out here in the in the in the good state of Delaware. You know, I'm enjoying myself, and I and I live in a in a in a suburb. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I've been pulled over a couple times in this suburb. You know, for a couple of reasons. One time I was pulled over doing um um. 40 and a 35, mm-hmm. you know, a little five miles over. I got that. That was one. Um, the other one that was on my on my cell phone, but I was in my development. I didn't think I was on a public road, mm-hmm. but they said it was public. So they gave me, they gave me, a, um, you know, um, you know, uh, they pulled me over for the cell phone. So let me ask you, let me ask you guys this, you know, um, you know, if that, if that, when that happens and they start to ask me questions like, well, where are you going? Mm-hmm. That really have nothing to do. Probably, I, will, I feel like it has nothing to do with probably why they pull me over. They start asking me random questions. What should What should I do? What should I be telling my son to do well, now as a sixteen year old driver? We talk. We talk about we this talk a lot. lot. Oh yeah, man, yeah, yeah. am I yeah, redundant yeah. So, on this? No, no. You yeah, tell him to comply. You comply. Yeah. But don't answer no goddamn questions. The more you talk, the more you give them. If they say license registration, give them the license registration. They ask you. Where are you going? You can tell them if you want to. I mean, the more you talk, the more you give them. Well, it's also, I, I don't think it's just as much um, the, the officers trying to get you. I think it's more about they want to gauge, you know, your level of um, criminal like, activity. Ner- like nervousness. No, no, nervousness, right? Like, if you can't answer criminal a simple activity. question, if you can't answer a simple question, and we talk to officers about this, you can't ask or answer a question like, where are you going? Where are you coming from? And you're really thinking about that. I think it then does raise to the next level. You're like, okay, what's going on here? Why Why mm-hmm. can't he answer a simple question? They're, they're doing going, an investigation. Home, you're coming from work. You, it's just, Once they start asking you questions, they're, they're starting their investigation yeah. for whatever they think they're pulling you over They want to hear you talk. They yeah, want to hear they, you they're starting, words. You know, yeah, they, they might think you're drunk or some shit. The yeah. more you talk, the more you give them. So you can be stone-faced and not answer any questions. Just give them license registration here's my registration sir and just comply you'll probably get a ticket but you're not gonna, sure. if he's asking you a direct question you can't you're gonna ignore it you're gonna say i don't want to answer that you can say i don't want to answer it you could you say it but, all day long but you'll probably get a ticket but yeah you go, okay, uh, versus okay. versus you answering yeah. it and because he could just be just, being a they very could just be probing individual. and you know yeah. and, and he might just let you off with a warning but right. the more you talk you know the more yeah. uh the more you give them i think path of least resistance is always is always the move for a white guy, for for anybody. White guy. So how about this? So if I'm doing something wrong, stone face, stonewall them, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, yeah. If, if, yeah. If, but if I'm totally, if you're yeah. totally clean, yeah. if I'm totally yeah. clean, yep, yep. Because if go. you don't give me nothing, I can't. Or you I don't can't find out. Nothing, right? There's nothing you do. Right. So I go. Okay. <laughs> okay. Like, That's a good guideline. Okay. That's a good guideline. Okay. <laughs> if you're doing something illegal, just shut the fuck up. Shut up. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Give me, give me ID. Okay, but if I'm okay, okay. Oh, hello, officer. Would you like a cup of coffee? Just made a fresh yeah. pot. Right. Oh, yeah. can, can I also, and one other, I'm just curious also. Can I ask you, 
if you tell me that I'm speeding, can I see your readout or your reading of my you, you can ask, but they're not going to show you. I don't think that's ever worked. Yeah. You know? Because because what happens is I think you know that it's, when they get to court, mm-hmm. uh, all that's made public. It's all well. Uh, I, yeah, I knew a cop who used to. Uh, they have to like track uh, people for speed, and he he locks it on his dash, and he mm-hmm. takes a picture of the lock speed do that. next to their driver's license. And then when it goes to court, they're like, "I wasn't speeding. Well, this is your license next to, you know, the lock speed with this officer's other thirty-seven speeding cases. And then they like whose driver's license next to their lock speed. Okay. So I'm pretty sure they got a way that they protect themselves. And also they calibrate it. They have to like document when they calibrate yeah every day it. when they get in all that crazy shit like that. So yeah, we got it. we got way into the weeds on this stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I'm just curious. Yeah, man. You know, I got to go home when, when I just want to know if they pull me over with how I'm going to handle Black it. man fears. <laughs> you know what I mean? You black man driving the especially, car. Especially, the, you know, the, the the police department that um from my little area, they, you know, they're, they're cool now. We're, we got a great relationship now. They don't they leave me alone. You was the now. new one. Yeah, they, we they, got, they, we they got another got one over there. Bill, oh, my God. Like, it was out. like four times. It was ridiculous. They almost made me late for a flight. Oh, oh my God. It was ridiculous. That's but, brutal. Yeah. They just Did they ever give you a citation? Yeah, they gave me a ticket for the um for the um on uh, the cell phone, but they but they threw it out. And I I fought it and they threw it out in right. court. Yeah, I just I just felt like I was like I'm fighting this. Yeah, even though I was wrong, but yeah, they threw it out. They did throw it out. Good, the system worked there. Yeah, I I probably should have just paid it and did, but I no, wanted to, I no, wanted to make you a fight. Yeah, he didn't show up for that. I'm like, if he, I wanted to see him show up for this, this but he didn't show up. I wonder, either. is that a moving violation? I wonder, like, would it's you got a secondary offense? You we, shouldn't get pulled over for that. You got to get pulled over for something else. That's, 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 that's what, that's what I secondary thought. Offense. That's what I thought. If he sees you with it's it, a secondary though. offense. Is that true? Mm-hmm. I thought mm-hmm. so, but he said it. He's, so you had to be swerving and on a cell phone or some shit like that. It's like, a secondary I can't, offense. You, you, I couldn't be driving next to you, see your cell phone, and then pull you over. No, because you can't prove that I'm on my phone. You just see it. Like but, unless my unless my I, mean, I was I was my ear. I was it was yeah it was it was, it was to my it was, uh, but and uh, what I also had a problem with mm-hmm. is how long he followed me before he actually pulled me over because it was a secondary offense he, he was, was looking, looking for, for something, something else, else. Yeah. and he said fine I don't have anything this is what I got he just took ungodly my he drove <laughs> with me all all the way to the Wawa and then I got out the car to put gas then he puts his thing on right there. Oh. Yeah, he was he was fishing. Yeah. I'm like, Jesus Christmas. He's fishing. Yeah. You know? But they threw it away and they threw it out and all that so it wasn't no big deal but it was a waste of time. Yeah. You know? That's interesting. Can what we kind of car back? were you driving? Um, what was I driving? I think an Acura MDX. Mm. That's nothing, nothing like crazy. Mm. Yeah. Maybe for Never mind. Delaware plates. Delaware plates. Oh no, it was PA plates. That's another thing that they always bothered me about. Like in my development, why do you have people? I have property right in Philly. I go like I don't have to change it. Yeah, that was a fight too. (laughs) (laughs) You know, they always you know, but they they left me alone. You should change it though, because it's so much more annoying in Pennsylvania. It is. is. I have Delaware. It's so easy. I talked to the sergeant, sar- you know, I say, say sergeant's name? No, I won't say the sergeant. <laughs> I, ha- I talked to the sergeant. Um, we had a great conversation. It was like a two-hour conversation, believe it or not. Wow. Um, it was long. It was long. That's how I knew I was indifferent. I never had that type of Yeah, y'all. Dialogue. New briefing. I never had- y'all leave that boy down there alone. I never had that type of conversation. And I said to him, but I said I was going to file a formal complaint. We had a long talk. I never had someone engage me so long, you know? And- and I said to Get him, the he, he, said, he said, do you want to, I said, you know what? 
Can I just have your name and, and just call you should anything ever happen? He said, Michael, you know what? You do that. And I said, hey, I'm going to invite you over for a barbecue. So it was a sergeant with an F. And he said, you know what? You you just call me. I said, you know what? I don't even want to file that complaint. As long as I can call you and we're good. He said, we're good. Well, I said, that, I'm done. That's what it's all about. And ever so since that, I've been there for seven years. Not, And this all happened probably in year one. Mm-hmm. Not one time after that. It's all about community relations. That's it, man. But that's all it takes. Sometimes just they, somebody they, just to listen, like yeah. to talk to, yeah. to make a fucking connection so it's not me versus you. It's like, yeah. oh, you actually give a fuck. It's not uh, so hostile yeah. right, yeah. right out of the gate. Yeah. I really think they know like my if you If now, you listen to the podcast, you would think I'm anti-cop. Like, I'm not anti-cop. I'm not anti-cop. I'm just anti-asshole, anti-robot. Be a fucking human being. Yeah. yeah. Make a connection with the fucking person. That's all it takes. They're not, yep. you know, like just treat people like a human fucking yeah. beings. That's all you got to exactly. do. It's all it so, takes. Fuck it. Well, yeah. well, listen, man, we uh, we talked about a lot. We did. Can I summarize real quick? Yeah, please. All right. So, platform. You use, if you had to use one platform to trade and start investing, what would it be? I'm going to say TD Ameritrade, man. I'm going, okay. to, I'm going to go with TD Ameritrade just because Vanguard's not keeping up right. with, the, with times as much as I would like them to. That's a tough one. I love Vanguard. I do too. But I'm, I'm going to go with TD Ameritrade since you're asking. All right. <laughs> I got to go with something. Yeah, I, like I, I got to go with TD, a lot of people, man. A lot of people like that. A lot of people like Fidelity too. Uh, I've heard Fidelity hmm. has, a, has a really good platform. And, See, um, I can't mess with Fidelity because of Vanguard. I got Vanguard and Charles Schwab. I just Fidelity yeah. and Charles Schwab just don't sit right in my mouth. Yeah, all right. From coming from Vanguard. That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's funny. All right, so we got uh, we got TD Ameritrade as the platform. Mm. If you're bullish on one stock or ETF right this second, what is it? Or yeah, let's let's go with that. I'm gonna give you my fa- I'm gonna give you my ETF first. Can I give you my ETF? My favorite ETF. Go. This is ICLN, that um, ICLN. That's the iShares Clean Energy. I, I, again, I can I, I like that for the foreseeable future. Um, you know, at least for the next forty-eight years, ICLN. That's an ETF that tracks renewable energy. I like it. Okay. Um, uh, favorite. Um, my favorite stock of the year is financials. I'm going to go with Bank of America. I think the financial sector is going to do well. I think the PPP money's got to be Add given a lot of out. Bank of um, I think Bank of America is going to be one of the top performers. I like. I like Bank of America. You know. Um. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um. And 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 um. Let me see. Um. Yeah. Let me think. Um. Yeah. ETF and 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 uh and sector. I would say finance. And oh, and the one you gotta keep your eye on. You got to keep your eye on this sector, people. Your gambling sector. Mm-hmm. Your DraftKings. I your, got that on your my Penn watch National. list right now. Penn yeah. National. Penn National. Penn National is, is just fire right now. Yeah. It just keeps going That's up every day. Dave. Yep, it's coming back. Coming back this year, you know. Isn't that, isn't that Dave? Dave Portman? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's, yep. it's, it's Barstool. Yeah, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Yeah, I they think were like $150 they're coming back. This, this year, last time I checked. They're right? coming. Now, I think uh, draft, well, DraftKings is like 63, I Six, think. 63. 59 like right that. now. They're you up know? 2%. Pen, I, I, Pen went down today. It's actually a good sale. Yep. What is it? It's uh, it's at 118 right now. Uh, oh, it went down from 150? It was like 150 last time. See, like to that. me, I, I play the auctions on that. Look at that holding, son. Look at uh, you, see? Yeah, you, you ain't, you're not uh, playing. Get the option on one of them draft kings. Get the, put the option. You think it's going to do well? I will. Maybe I will. Because I don't want to drop in. 
I don't want to drop you, in. Especially um, you, because you like to hold for a year. So put a mm-hmm. leap, put a year leap out. Yeah, I don't. I don't like to drop in uh, at sixty three bucks on DraftKings right now. But I. But now yeah. that I understand options a little better, yeah. maybe I'll do that. You, you get a couple. You get a couple of the of the common and just buy a couple of the options. Yeah, right. I like it. Good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, Mike, I want to say thanks again for coming. Uh, this was your fun. podcast is the What We Don't Know podcast on all streaming platforms: Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Or you can always go to www.dkpodcast.buzzsprout.com and you can go there as well. We're now, I'm like episode 18 or 19, I forget. That's a good clip. Nice. That's a good clip. Good, um, I like it. Yeah, thanks for coming on, Mike. I got so many more questions. I want to talk about the next time you come on because you're going to come on again. Uh, we, we got a lot of, of people really into finance uh, that listen to the show, apparently, mm-hmm. and uh, they like when we discuss it. So... I, particularly next time we come on, a little teaser, I want to talk about what you think uh, about the Fed buying into the stock market and pumping the money with Fed money and uh, what all these um, these loans are for small businesses and propping up. And, and awesome. Let, let's 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 do it. So, let's do it. And 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 for the next time, we're gonna give a. And with that, we're gonna give a big shout out to Janet Yellen. We think we're gonna do great things. As so, we'll talk about you. Everybody know who Janet Yellen is, right? I, I'm surprised you're you're hot on Janet Yellen. I'm hot. Uh, really? Absolutely. All right, we gotta dive into that because I'm not. Time, yeah. I'm not. Yeah, we, this is, she's gonna have this economy roaring. Yes. I hope, so. yes, I hope yes, you're yes, right yes. about this. Well, we can talk about it next time. Though. All right. All, All right. right, Mike. It's been good, smooth. Been a pleasure. Thanks for having me, guys. It's been a great time. feel like I could be here for another two hours just oh, talking. This could, get, this could go on and on. Listen, if we had a different platform, we'd keep going, but we got to <laughs> cut it in an hour and a half. So All good. All right. All right, Mike. Be Peace, good, everyone. Peace Thanks. Hey, everybody. This is your boy, Smooth. And for myself and Slim, we want to say thank you for listening to our podcast, Ask a Black Eye, the one and only. Your support is greatly appreciated. So if you're listening on Spotify, Google Podcasts, make sure you guys subscribe. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, especially, make sure you subscribe and leave a review. You got to love us. Give us five stars or whatever you want to do. Act like we're your Uber for your ears. All right. Another thing, go to our website. If you want to be a guest or you want to be a sponsor of the podcast, www.askablackout.com. Leave a comment in our comment box, or you can email us at podcast at askablackout. We're looking forward to hearing you so we can keep bringing you great content. 